You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Steven Spielberg joining the DC Universe. <laughs> Kathy Ann directing Birds of Prey, a whole bunch more, including a triple, another triple X sequel. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Woo! Look at these lights I flashing. Do love I feel these like lights. I'm in a rave. I what? feel like I'm about my, to have a seizure. I left my pacifier at home. Did you? Mm. That's what you call it now. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. You're watching me, the movie press, and I'm Jeff Snyder, editor in chief of. Oh, wait a second. Whoa. Um, yeah. Bit of a change. <laughs> looking for work. Looking for work. <laughs> you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at the <laughs> Snyder, though. All, all change. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. Uh, so, um, uh, Jeff. With uh, me as always. Yeah, uh, with is uh, Simon Thompson. Uh, at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, very sorry to hear about the change in. Well, the, you don't have a job. No, oh, that's, no, that's, there is no change. No, it's a I mean, change in the substance. change is that you, you've you've been home a lot this week. I sure have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got some things brewing, some exciting stuff on Ooh. the on the horizon. Is that going to come out while we're on it? Maybe. Oh, okay. You never know. Yeah. You never know when an email could land with an offer. <laughs> that's true. Um, Armies are recruiting. Yeah, no, it was obviously sad uh, what happened yeah. earlier in the week, um, but really no hard feelings. You know, I read one article. That just completely mischaracterized uh, my feelings and, and the entire situation. Um, I, I was uh, delighted to have had this opportunity. Mm. I can't believe somebody took a chance on me and put me in charge of running a site. Neither can I. Uh, but I got a lot of great messages. You know, this week people seem to be really be enjoying uh, yeah. what we were doing over there. Um, you know, thank you to my entire team. Hopefully, we can work together again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, we 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 had a good fifteen month run. You did. You did a great job. You did a lot of really yeah, good thank things. Thank you. There. And you Thank hired you. some really good people. So Yeah, exactly. And uh, and they are all work- looking for work as well. So yeah. if you guys are hiring out there and maybe can't afford me or just don't want me, uh, there's a lot of good tracking board team I members. Think it's, I think it's more of the second one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just um, kidding. You'll work for minimum wage. I'll work for you, Simon. Thank you. Really? Do you know what? I would hire you. Thank you. Yeah. A sex slave? <laughs> that, that would be half the job. <laughs> Only half, though. right? Forty-nine percent. Exactly. It's that, and the rest is yeah. dry cleaning. Not with me. Ju- yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so it's Let's Friday. Move on. A lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. Okay. Where do I mean? There's been a lot of really. I've been paying attention. I've you, been paying attention. You, I okay. haven't. You know, I've only been out of the game. Five I'm being days too busy. Yeah. Oh, too soon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. That. It's only been five. I'm days. just saying. I spent the last seventy-nine hours on the internet. <laughs> Some of it with my pants around should my we, I think we should start with the big dog, okay. Steven, Steven Spielberg. Stevie S. Stevie as they call him. <laughs> they don't call him that at all. So everyone yeah. is flipping out this week. He's oh, going to produce yeah. to potentially mm-hmm. direct this movie Blackhawk. Yeah. And everybody was freaking out because it was like Steven Spielberg is doing a superhero movie yep. just because it's from, you know, based on a DC comic. These guys are not, it's not about superheroes. Are you aware of that? I, I am now. I did a Google. Yeah, it's uh, it's about, a bing, to be it's about like awesome pilots. It's basically Top Gun, oh. right? Isn't yep. it? Heroes come in all shapes and sizes, my friend. You know, I, I think that uh, Spielberg may have seen Dunkirk, may yeah. have really liked <laughs> I have what the same thoughts. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. It's like this is the Tom Hardy stuff in Dunkirk mm. that will be blown up into a feature. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm. I'm pretty interested. I mean, I, I know over the last couple of years, a lot of people have gone. You'd never find Spielberg doing a, a superhero movie, but I'm like, if you find the right kind of superhero, 
I think with the right story, I think Steven Spielberg would be interested, and it appears that this is the one. He's going to produce at the moment. There's a possibility that he might direct. That'd be quite good fun. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, he's done a lot of movies over the last couple of years that have been, I say worthy, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but they've had messages. They've had, uh, they haven't just been about entertainment. Ready Player One, certainly for me, I know not everybody liked that movie, but I personally really enjoyed it, shows that he can still deliver that crowd-pleasing box office hit um that you know really gives people that classic sign of kind of spielberg content um and i think this is a really good idea i think it's really good of warner to cash in on that they've obviously been talking about this for quite a while um yeah i think it was kind of inevitable and this is the kind i would rather see spielberg do this kind of superhero movie than um take on something like say a flash or something like that i would i would really like i'm i'm excited about this uh, I don't think there's a chance in hell he directs this movie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. I think so. Yeah, I think that there's like 18 million other things that Spielberg loves to announce. Uh, he's notorious for this. He also has another of um, a little bit of that's easy for you to say. A number of other projects, right? They already. definitely have higher priority than this. This is probably about a 30 percent chance of him directing. I'll, it depends I'll give on you how 30 percent. Yeah, sure. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see it if that 30 percent. It seems happens. like the next movies are going to be Indy Five and West Side Story. Yeah. Um, Which is going to keep him busy for the next three to four years. Yeah, although you know, he, he at his pace, who knows? True. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't excite me. Uh, you know, Dueling Planes movie. We've seen those before. Red Tails. Um, you know, which is his friend George Lucas uh, did, right? Yeah. He produced that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I believe so. Um, yeah, I don't know. This just doesn't do it for me. Mm. I'm not a big Top Gun guy either. Really? Uh, and that's definitely the vibe that I'm getting off this. It's definitely not. It may be a comic book movie, but it's not a superhero movie. Uh, so, yeah, update your articles. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, I like Top Gun. Why don't you like Top Gun? I don't know. Top Gun's overrated. Top Gun's not that good a movie. It's just become a big movie because of Tom Cruise. I don't know. Like I, I saw it, I, I saw it the other summer. Um, maybe not last summer, but the right. summer before that, I went outside. I took a date there. It was like an outdoor screening. Nice. I, I couldn't get into it. It's just it's not that interesting. Okay, that's right. I'm slagging Top Gun. No, no, no. It's totally fine. I'm just quite surprised because I, I don't think I've ever met someone who doesn't like Top Gun. Amazing. Yeah, sorry. Probably my wife, to be honest with you. I don't need to see it, but she might not, might not enjoy that. What do you want to hop to next? Okay, uh, let's talk about some news that broke this morning. Um, Taron Egerton, I'm um, going to play Elton John in Rocket Man. Did not break this morning or this week. That, that is so old. That news. Well, I'm it's come back it again this list. morning, and I saw it because there was a well, lot of talk. It got picked up. Ah. Yeah, um, there, he's not the first person, obviously, to be attached to that role. Obviously, Justin no, Timberlake was attached to it for quite a while. Scott, uh, was Justin it? Timberlake, what? Justin Timberlake, a long time ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Was God, I mean, there. this was about 2010, 2011 when Justin Timberlake was originally because Justin Timberlake played Elton. It came out of the fact that Elton John in the nine. Uh, well, Justin Timberlake played Elton John in a pop video, um, and at the time, it was like, if anybody makes a biopic of Elton John. 
Justin Timberlake would be perfect for it. And that woman, Justin Timberlake, was doing a lot of... He was starring physically in quite a few movies, Rally in Time and stuff like that. And so, basically, people were like, okay, well, that would happen. Project kind of passed around a bit. A lot of other people have been attached to it over the years. Obviously, now Tyron is doing it. Here's the truth. A Welsh man. Here's the truth. Okay. Justin Timberlake was never attached to play. No. Elton John. Oh, okay. He, Elton John said he wanted Justin Timberlake to play him in a biopic. But that was never the case. I would like Justin Timberlake to play me in a biopic. I would like Justin Timberlake to play me too. Justin, call us. Sean Fanning shouldn't be the only one. If we if we did a movie version but of Meet the Movie Press, who would play us? Who would play well, us? Well, you're obvious. Simon Pegg. Statham. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Jason, away. J- Jason, Jason Statham. Like, wait, what is more like ridiculous? Like Jason Statham <laughs> fights a shark or Jason Statham plays a movie blogger? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I don't I don't know. One of them <laughs> one of them's a real job. <laughs> shark fighter. Exactly. Uh, I don't know who would play me. I'm going for Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd and Jason Statham. Let's get them in a movie together. It's funny because the amount of times I've looked show. at you and thought, oh, you're nothing like Paul Rudd. <laughs> it's quite amazing. And we never see you in the same room at the same time. Tom Hardy was yeah. going to play Elton John. Now right. it's Taron Egerton. You know, they went younger with it, uh, which I think makes sense mm. uh, for what they're trying to do here. Apparently, Taron is going to sing his own songs. Yeah. Well, he can sing. Appar- apparently he so. Can they, sing. they say he's quite good. I mm-hmm. didn't. So I think what was new here was that Dexter Fletcher was directing. I don't know if you if that movie ever had a director, and now mm. it's Dexter Fletcher who's coming off the Queen movie. Obviously, yeah. So that kind of indicates that which he's is about the band Queen, not job. about Queen Elizabeth, right? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, they you know they use they go way back. Those mm-hmm. guys, uh, Lock, Stock, Layer Cake, etc. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh yeah, I do like uh, Dexter. Do you like Dexter Fletcher? Very good. Yeah. So uh, I I love Elton John. Yeah. I love everything about him. I love his music. I yep. love his Oscar party. I love what he stands for. Yeah. Uh, so I am really hoping that project comes together because it has been years in development. Well, the Queen one, um, or as I call it, the Yas Queen one. Um, I don't know why I do that. Um, Neither do I. It uh, <laughs> that I mean that for a long time. I remember. Again, like around 2010, talking to to Graham King, the producer, about that movie, and that was even Man that was drop alert. That was even before. I mean, God, what was it? I think it was Hugo that I did the junket for, and I spoke to Graham about, it. and that was when it was it had been already a thing for a I was while. Having but having dinner with Graham, King to Graham when we were, we were sitting in his there. kitchen peeling potatoes. It was in the Sanderson Hotel in London. <laughs> I actually can't remember where it was, um, but yeah, we we basically had this conversation, and that was the fact that we knew there was going to be a movie. And nobody kind of knew what it, what was going to happen. And that was like a long time ago. So a lot of these biopics do take a while to actually happen. Wow. So, all right. What? Uh, what would, you know, let's talk about Birds of Prey. Okay. Cool. That was big news. If only there were two scripts. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Quill took to Twitter and, and El Mayimba backed him up on that one and said that there's two scripts and they're going to be sort of picking which uh, direction to go. And the only two characters that they have in common are Barbara Gordon and Batgirl. Yeah. Wait, that's the same person. Uh, Harley Quinn and yeah. Batgirl. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and so that was written by Christina Hodson. Mm. And that's and she must have done such a good job. Then that is why she yeah. got hired to do Batgirl. But if she did do, do such a good job, why are there two scripts? That's, I can't answer and, that. And who wrote the other one? Do we know? Questionable. I, don't, I actually I don't know the answer to either of those questions. Um. Anyways, Kathy Yan. Yeah. 
I think I hope I'm pronouncing that. I don't know if it's Yan or Yan. But Kathy Yan uh, going to be directing Birds of Prey. This is coming off of her Sundance movie Dead Pigs, which I did not see. Oh, at I the haven't festival, seen that only then. Uh, but I heard really good things. And okay. this was a foreign language film. And I remember uh, I was in the, the press tent at Sundance, and I heard uh, you know it was a conversation. I was I was eavesdropping on between a De Bonaventura executive and a Chernin executive, mm. um, and they were talking about Dead Pigs and how it was like the most commercial movie at the festival that they'd seen, even though it was foreign language. That's which you know, very rare. Yeah. Um, so I think that she really, you know, struck a nerve with with certain, uh, you know, industry people. And I think you know she made the the she she took a lot of meetings after Sundance, and uh, and I'm I'm just thrilled to see Warner Brothers taking a shot on her. Mm. You know, she is the kind of unproven director where where you know men get those jobs and they make these leaps from these super tiny indies that you've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, you know, almost like John Watts did with Spider Man. Women very very rarely does that happen with women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it's great to see Warner Brothers doing that. She's the third director now in the WB universe after Patty and Ava DuVernay. Yep. But I think it's it's really interesting by I mean I, I know obviously yes there is a push for more representation within the industry but there are a lot of you know up and coming filmmakers who have really interesting takes and interesting visions for projects like this and I think certainly in the the DC universe um, and we've experienced this as well in Marvel where they've allowed directors with a niche style to to take on a movie. Um, I think it's actually really going to help them to embrace these really sort of different visions and, and ways of taking characters and even stylistically slightly different. I'm I'm way behind this. I'm really, really behind this. I think it's a great idea. Um, and I'm going to seek out that film as well. Yeah. No, hope, so. Hopefully she int- introduces a little diversity. Like, I, I wonder, just bear with me, hypothetically, could you make Barbara Gordon Asian? Do you know what? I would be the wrong person to ask that. You know, if, um, if, you, I don't if, know. if you give if you give uh, Lieutenant Gordon an Asian wife, you know, that would totally be something that would work. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting to ponder. Okay. Um, let's move on to. Did you see the news that Kroll dropped about David Leach directing the Division? This is I did in addition yeah. to the Fast and the Furious spinoff that he signed on to last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the division is something I'm really looking forward to because it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain, two of my faves. Yeah, um, that sounds kind of awesome, and it sounds like something a little bit different for him. Whereas it's not, it, you know, there's action elements to it, mm-hmm. so he's sort of he's in his element. But I think it's a little bit more plot driven. It's a uh, you know a, a little less driven by set pieces. The division, so I, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. It's a, it's a good opportunity for him to uh, spread his wings and stretch some different muscles. What do no, you think? I hundred percent agree. I mean, I I personally I really like his his style of directing. Uh, I really like the the products that he's been behind. You know, in, in any form so far. I know he was talking this week, obviously about the uh, the Fast and Furious spinoff and Atomic Blonde too as well. I saw there was a, a quite an interesting piece on Slash Film this week um, with him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great. I I was literally had this conversation yesterday. I think we're we're kind of reaching a bit of a renaissance at the moment for really good action movies that are. What did you call it? A re- renaissance? renaissance? Renaissance. I know you say okay. aluminum, um, <laughs> aluminum, tomato, potato. Um, I I think we're we're having something of a renaissance uh, of of really good action movies that are not just people beat. And we've seen it. I think really sort of from around the time of the raid and, and dread, really good 
intelligent action movies that deliver action and really good drama. It's not just about one or the other. Uh, and it's not just about the star of the movie. And I think people like David are, are really going to be, you know, they're going to continue that trend and build on it and really, you know, give us character as well as kick ass, which I think is good. All right. It's probably the best time since like the, the 80s and 90s where we, okay, it was a lot cheesier then, <laughs> but at least you still had some sort of development. I think it's really, really good. Action movies are a craft as much as anything that's going to be Oscar winning. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, but uh, completely off topic, did you happen to see the video this week that was making the rounds uh, this week and last week with William Friedkin and Nick Reffin? And, no. and Nicholas winning Reffin is trying to defend like only God forgives and he calls it a masterpiece and, and William Friedkin's like, if that's a masterpiece, what Citizen Kane? Like, you are fucking off your meds, Nick Reffin. You know, I, I, a lot of people gave that movie a lot of shit. I actually liked that movie. I didn't uh, love it, but I enjoyed uh, it. Because I watched it after it's everybody cool kind of got over it. There's terrible. some really cool moments, yeah. but it's pretty slow and meandering. Uh, you just described my life. <laughs> I lo- and I'd say that as a worshipper of Drive, but uh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't a big Only God for Yeah, see, I, I, I Friedkin just that. takes it to him though. I fucking mm. that guy's awesome. He's hilarious. Uh, did you also see the teaser? So last night I showed Stephanie to Die For. Okay, okay, and the Nick Kidman, uh, Nicole Kidman, exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I love. And um, God. Why Wa- Wa- Nicole to Wa- Nick? I know. What the? Nicky Kidman. Nicky Kidman. Joaquin Phoenix and Casey. Like, the the young acting talent on that, mm. Casey Affleck and Joaquin. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, anyways, it got me started uh, talking about Matt Dillon. Okay. Did you see that little teaser this week for The House That Jack Built, the Lars von Trier did. movie? Did that not look awesome? Yeah. It's just 20 seconds, and it's just some voiceover and one shot of Matt Damon smiling while he's covered in blood. But, oh, my God, I'm pumped for that movie. Agree. I don't know when that's actually coming out. It's going to be a can. Obviously, got uh, an out of competition slot at that festival. Yeah. I imagine that we'll see that in the fall in October, right? I would think so. Oh my god, am yeah. I fucking ready for that? Looks really cool. Um, it just it sounds cool. Uh, let's talk about some Disney stuff. Moving from serial killers, the serial to killers Disney, are Mickey Mouse. Uh, a couple Disney movies got yeah. villains this week. Collider did actually yeah. did a good job of packaging those together, which I liked. Yep. Um, Edgar Ramirez and Jesse Plemons booked Jungle Cruise, which is going to star The Rock and Emily Blunt. While Ed Scrine, yeah, booked Maleficent two. Simon. Go for it. Take well, for, first of all, I still can't believe that you haven't seen Maleficent because it's actually really good. So you've got got a bit of time on your hands at the moment. Do check that out. The only reason I'd see it is Cheryl Tocop. And Elf. It's not in it a I huge do like amount. Two of them. I like both of them, though. but it's worth it's worth checking out. Okay, uh, okay. I mean, I was really pleased. I I do really like Edgar Ramirez and Jesse Plemons. I absolutely love. I mean, he in Game Night. Was the, the that was a He's good great. comedy? He was superb in that. I don't know, like what kind of roles these actually are going to be. Well, apparently, I know Jesse's going to be a villain. They're both villains. They're both villains. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure you don't about know who's Edgar, like the main great. villain. Yeah, or, yeah. I'm not sure either. But this cast, it's seriously shaping up to be a really nice cast. Oh yeah, the, those four cast. actors for sure. I mean, yeah. listen, this is, this is a guaranteed hit. Yeah, okay, hundred percent. The, the Rock and Emily Blunt, hundred percent. And it, it's really seems. I'll be like amazed if it isn't a hit. That is their. That is Edgar and Jesse's rewards for the work that they're coming off of, which is yeah. Versace mm-hmm. and Game Night. It, it seems like, hey, I don't know if these are great roles for you guys. It's not like either you're gonna wear, win Oscars off this stuff. Yeah, but this is a big guaranteed hit. This is a payday. Right. This has to be. It's a gonna be one of those films that's has gonna to be appear a in brackets. For both of them. Yeah. Uh, so. I bet they're each getting three to five. No? Yeah, I would say that. 
Maybe, I mean, maybe I, even a little bit more for the, Edgar. So it's at the moment we got obviously Dwayne Johnson, Edgar Ramirez, uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, Emily Blunt. This is great. Great for ju- great. For, for the jungle. I just wish it was for like you know some badass like fucking heist movie or something. Not jungle cruise yeah yes but having seen having said that there are so many films that i in the last couple of years that i'm like that's a really thin premise yeah yeah, yeah. And listen and it's been like it literally go let's just take great. the banner let's just take the name and then let's just do whatever the fuck we want with the rest of it mm-hmm. uh so yeah i'm 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 genuinely i love the jungle book i'm hoping jungle cruise can live up to the jungle Word collective the, <laughs> the jungle universe. What is with the rock though? And going into the jungle, the MJU. The rock sure does love the jungle. He I does. mean, I watched, I saw Rampage the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's kind of in a bit of a jungle at the beginning a little of bit. that. It's the zoo, I guess. That's a conservatory. I don't know. Yeah. He's surrounded by <laughs> green. Like the rundown, yeah. and Jumanji. There's a lot, yeah, of jungle. a lot of jungle. He seems very comfortable there. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't actually thought about it. But uh, any other movies with the jungle in it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, I... The Jungle I, and the Scorpion uh, What did you think of Rampage? Um, so it wasn't the worst movie while I was watching it. Yeah. Like, you know, there was some dumb fun in it, some good set pieces. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, yeah, pretty stupid. <laughs> pretty it's, stupid. It is dumb. I didn't like the, the villains, like the two siblings. Like, I could not take them seriously. What is... Okay, so riddle me this. Hey. What is the point of, right, calling, of calling these... These creatures, okay, mm. to the tower, to the skyscraper. Do they think that they're just gonna like get on the subway and like wait there patiently, or like walk down the sidewalk to the building? Of course, they're gonna rampage their way through the city. And like, so what are they planning to do once they get to the building? Give every all of them shots? I don't understand what the plan was. No, I don't either. I can't answer that. I don't think they knew. <laughs> it was just like, and I don't think here's a, lo- a low frequency radio thing that they can hear. Across the country, it was pretty. It was pretty. Stupid. And why can no, why can no other animals that had that element of of their DNA here as it's well? Just, it's, it's not like chinchillas. It's these CGI rampaging. buildings, these CGI buildings, and you're watching these creatures like worm their way in and out of these pixels yeah. and like. Uh, One thing oh, I didn't talk stupid. about on the show last week with Rampage was the the fact that there is a, some of the CGI is actually it's really impressive and it looks you know it looks good. There's a couple of the scenes towards the end where it's Dwayne Johnson and he's got George behind him, and it that that is so badly done, so badly notice. done. It is just like that doesn't even look like he's behind you. You can clearly tell that. The Rock was here, and then they added all the other <laughs> shit in behind him. I was like, "Come on, guys! Who gave the final pass on that one?" But it was it was dumb. Yeah, Naomi Harris was, was a little dumb. bland, you know. That like, could have been anybody. Was, yeah, there was no role there. Yeah, I guess um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was okay. Yeah, he was Negan. Negan's day off. Yeah, I don't know. Negan exactly. light. Yeah, so it, 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 it's whatever. It was, a knee, it, was, it, was a pretty much, it was pretty much exactly what I thought a Rampage movie was going yeah. to be, which is there's no way I'm paying to see this movie unless you're unemployed and you haven't left the house in two days and you're bored out of your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I I was really impressed by, I mean, The Rock is, is, we always talk about him as like the hardest working man in showbiz. He gives people like Tom Cruise a run for his money because last weekend here in LA, The Rock spent, you know, half the weekend going around to movie theatres to introduce the movie. He drove himself in his car, would pull up in the loading bays of, of multiplexes across Los Angeles, and he'd just turn up. 
And one of the, one of the kids like was twelve years old and had his birthday party. Took all his mates to go and see Rampage, and fucking Dwayne Johnson turns up. Man, I was taking my friends to see way cooler movies like Cuffs, starring Christian Cuffs Slater. Cuffs is a good movie. Fucking love that movie. Cuffs Christian is Slater, a good movie. You're my boy. Uh, you know, that was that was classic. That was classic Slater period. That like oh, yeah. pump up the volume. Cuffs. Was, those two. Those two. <laughs> Interview with the vampire. Interview with the vampire. Okay, okay. Let's talk Heathers. about let's talk about uh, let's talk about box office. Let's talk about um, it. Let's talk about this week, and then we'll get get into Avengers immediately after that. Okay. There's a couple of sort of you know wide releases, but nothing that's really gonna no no major movies. No major me. movies. Um, okay, so the biggest one is probably going to be I Feel Pretty. Uh, it's the new you are Amy Schumer. Thank you. You're you're not offensively ugly. That went well. Um, yeah, so <laughs> you're, you're, you're fine. If I was a lady, I'd probably find you attractive. I'm not saying you're unattractive. Let's go to Soul Cycle okay. after this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel pretty. Uh, previews last night of one million, uh, and it's looking like a weekend of fifteen million. Just to give you an idea, about this time last year, Snatched came out, um, which was the movie she did with Goldie Horn. Those previews were six hundred and fifty k on the Thursday, uh, nineteen million for the weekend. So it's up on previews. Weekend is looking down compared to Snatch. I one thing I have to say, there, yeah. you know, there was an article on uh, my dear friends at the Hollywood Reporter did, mm. and it was like, I feel tr- I feel pretty tracking below Trainwreck and below Snatched. Like this movie doesn't have nearly the same expectations, no. nearly the marketing budget. This is no. an STX movie. This is yeah. not from Universal or Fox. So the fact that it's at fifteen, I think, is pretty good. But the way that they spun it is, it's a loser because it's not as good as her other two. It's That's a- bullshit. No, I sorry. No, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't think this movie is going to be uh, could be considered a loser unless the box office obviously fails dramatically. But the budget on this was not huge compared to some of the other movies certainly on on star power yeah, and, one's, and a, one's a judd apatow movie yeah no like. absolutely um and obviously the other one had, had you know amy and goldie horn right um so those were not cheap movies and that was warner brothers right um but yeah i mean i feel pretty you saw this the week before last i saw it on monday did you like it uh i thought it was okay um i think when it's funny it's very funny there was one moment where i laughed very very loud but i cannot remember what that joke was but yeah. at the time i thought it was hilarious um there were other moments that i found very amusing i found it overall to be quite uneven to be honest with you i thought okay towards the end it it runs out of steam yeah it It does and it becomes yeah and it becomes very kind of it starts a lot of the formulaic stuff it kind of goes down like a little parachute and i understand that you know people have really been attacking the film's message and 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 the the way it it deals that stuff i thought it dealt with it pretty well i understand the criticism about the end where it's like so it all comes down to like selling this this line Mm. of you know to make you women feel so so it's a little hypocritical in that sense but those to me that's to me is just plot dynamics like yeah. um i would have been interesting to see if they wrote or tested any other endings i'd be very interested to see what their alternatives were to that it had it had like a, a don't tell mom the babysitter's dead vibe at the end there yeah uh, with the with the fashion show but i didn't think it was it certainly wasn't a bad movie i mean i i would i pay 15 dollars to go and see it i i can't guarantee that i'd probably wait until i could yeah, you yeah. know rent it or i'd watch it on a plane but it's certainly not a bad Co- movie collider is doing this now later or never thing right like you know should that should you mm. watch a movie in theaters late you know later I, to me it's a later it's like this is a fun rental i yeah. really enjoyed the movie it's not something that you need to see in theaters i thought amy schumer was terrific yeah and there I is some be, really nice writing I, in there. 
Absolutely. Yeah. No, I like this movie. I thought it, I found it absolutely charming. I emailed the publicist after. I said, I think you guys have a winner on your hands. Mm. I, I saw in a theater packed with women. It, was, it must have been 90% women, mm. and they seemed to really be into it. The conversation on the way out was good. Um, but I, I just want to be crystal clear. I thought Amy Schumer was terrific in this movie. I think she's such a gifted physical comedian, yep. right up there with Melissa McCarthy. Yep, and this great. is really... You know, of all the movies that have come out, so forget the festivals, of all the movies that have come out, this may be the first awards-worthy level performance that I've seen this year. I swear to God, not Oscars necessarily, mm. but I could absolutely see her getting a nomination for a Golden Globe uh, comedy or musical. She got one for Trainwreck. That's fair. Um, I, I thought she was, if not as good as Trainwreck, then even better. Her, yeah. there, there's pain here that you can tell. I wasn't per- a big fan of Trainwreck. You can tell that, th- that this is a movie is kind of personal for her, mm. that she's dealt with this stuff in real life. Yeah. So no, I mean, I, I I like Amy Schumer. I don't think she's had a movie yet that actually is is really worthy of of some of her comedic talents. Trainwreck was was good. I liked. Trainwreck. I didn't I didn't love that. I thought it was again. I thought that was quite you know spotty, a little bit uneven. Uh, Snatched, I thought was fine, but I didn't think it was you know potentially as good as it could have been. The writing wasn't as strong as it could have been. Um, but I feel pretty. It was fine. I mean, you know. Again, I saw it with an audience that was probably 50%, maybe 60% women, and the response was good. What do you think of Michelle Williams? People are saying that's an awards-level performance. No, it's not. It's not, but she's. I thought she was very I good. I, she clearly had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And I, I, she it, needed to it, show that she grated could do on me a little bit. Her voice is a big part of the character. That changed a lot during the movie. Clearly they shot some stuff quite a while after other bits, because I was like, that that her voice was all over the place sometimes. But, oh, really? I didn't realize. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It was it was kind of grating at times for me. Um, oh, but I mean, I still I saw that it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I was not like, oh, don't go and see this movie. I just like you say, I just don't think. Do, do you rush out and see the movie? I, I, just, will, I will see no. any movie with Emily Radicke. I think this. I think this is really going to come into its own when it goes to home entertainment, and I think it gets like people who haven't seen it in movie theaters start to discover it, and I think that is where it's going to grow. Yeah, I liked it. I I, I enjoyed it. It was it's, good fun. It's, but it's I, a chick flick, yeah, quote unquote. Yeah. I liked Rory Scovel as well. The guy, he you know, he's somebody who I feel like I've seen, but I, you're never always like, who is that? Okay. It, it is a chick flick, but to me, it kind of it, it, it's not. It, it's a good one, and it's an intelligent one. It's not dumb. It, it has a good message, but it's not too trowly. Um, okay, let's look at Super Troopers two. Uh, that had previews last night higher than I feel pretty. One point three five million. Um, was looking at a weekend of six million. Uh, now, part of the reason for the big uh, sort of the big previews was obviously there's a, a niche audience for this who are going to get behind this quite straight away. I think it's going to be a big, a big, the, the biggest weekend and then a quick drop off in movie theaters. But also the first screening at four o'clock was actually a double bill with the original Super Troopers and this one, which will have helped bump that up. And um, Traffic is the other wide release this week. Previews of uh, 225,000, weekend of 3.5 million. Um, I don't think there's a huge amount of buzz or anticipation around that movie. Looks quite good but i haven't been able to see it unfortunately so this is what the top 10 is looking like for this weekend quiet place is going to retain the top spot with about 21.1 these figures are all from box office mojo by the way rampage in second place 17.2 i feel pretty then with about 15 million uh it's looking at truth or dare 7.5 real player uh, ready player one uh, uh 7.1 blockers uh, then Super Troopers 2, then um, RP, uh, which is, I've forgotten what, what, oh, Black Panthers, sorry, BP, uh, then Isle of Dogs, and then uh, Traffic just making in the top 10 with 3.5. So uh, still, I mean, I, I said last week that we could still see Black Panther in movie theaters um, and still in the top 10 when Avengers comes out, um, which is next next week? Next yeah, Friday? baby. Yeah, next week. Next um, fucking week. We're seeing it so, Tuesday. 
We are Tuesday morning. Tuesday afternoon. I'm going first thing. I can't wait. I'm too excited. I'm going. Well, I'm, ten, go- ten o'clock. I'm going in to, in Vegas. So that's the difference. Oh, you're going in Vegas. That's right, baby. Oh, and I will be here next week. Uh, I'm driving back from Vegas Thursday yeah. night, so yeah. you will get all the CinemaCon goodness out of me. Yeah, especially because I'm not covering it for anybody. No, you're just oh, going to do my goodness shits and giggles. I, I get to enjoy all the presentations and not not have to go sprint to the press room and write everything up. That so is amazing. You will get all my fresh observations. That's right always here. it. Always amazes me at things like that where everybody sprints to the press room and they're all fundamentally writing the same thing i'm the first by the way i'm so, always first in the press room you are you're pretty good yeah. yeah you you actually now live there you live in yeah, yeah I, you, I know i know how to cover fucking cinema okay <laughs> yeah, yeah um, you're you gonna tweet about it uh yeah I'll, I'll, be, I'll be tweeting the shit out of cinema okay. from the pool um, just to remind people though that obviously you are you are currently looking for fresh outlets. Yeah, you yeah. are currently looking for fresh outlets. Exactly. People have said uh, maybe that we could do um, after buzz, uh, after buzz and, and popcorn talk full time, uh, assuming that screen junkies or I collider don't all, want you. I could I could sit here all day and just talk for eight hours a day. Yeah, we wouldn't make any money though. <laughs> I, we, we we love doing this, but we don't we don't earn a penny for this. We do this because we love doing it. Out of the it. goodness of our out hearts. of the goodness and of our hearts. And because Simon loves coming into chat rooms. At I also have nowhere else to go on a Friday morning. <laughs> I have no literally nowhere else. No, I'm kidding. I just uh, figured there's no. there's one day a week I should wake up before yeah, eleven a.m. No, we we would obviously love, and someone actually very nicely tweeted this week, and you know, to 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 Roth and said that you know it'd be great to have me on Screen Junkies, and I'd really love to do that. Uh, Collider as well. Collider, I've been trying to get on movie happy. fights for ages, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but no, when we do this, we do this purely out of love of our hearts. So if if we could do it all time and and make money out of it, we would absolutely do that. But unfortunately, that's not that's not feasible. All right, let's talk um, about other shit. Yeah, so Avengers. I, you, you, yes. People are do people really think it's going to have the biggest opening ever? Uh, people do. Beating Star Wars. I don't I know about that. Don't think that is. I, mm, I'm not entirely convinced. It's going to be huge. I think we can safely say that it is going to be huge. I think it's going to be bigger than Black Panther. Um, but I don't think there's going to be a huge amount in that. Um, but I don't think it's I don't think it's going to do, you know, Force Awakens level number. I'm more than happy to be proved wrong. But I don't I don't know if it will do Force Awakens numbers. I think people are throwing around the figure like 235. Oh. Um that's uh that sounds like a good number to me. Yeah. So like, are people really saying that it's not going to be profitable? I don't. I, I, I haven't. I'm sorry, seen I'm that. looking at this playlist thing. It's like the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Avengers is going to end up tied for the second most expensive production in Hollywood history with a budget of three hundred million. Right, just still well below the record budget, which is three hundred and seventy-eight point five for Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Is that with marketing included? I don't know how the movie could cost that otherwise. Uh, early estimates put it between 200 and 250 million. Obviously, this is going to break a billion. I don't know. Mm. It's going to be a billion easy. It's going to be easily profitable. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, here's what here's what I'm thinking are going to be sort of in the in uh, certainly the top two movies. I think going in, um, going into sort of the end of the year. I know it's quite early early to predict this. Black Panther and and Avengers. I mean, do you think third out of the summer movies? What do you think the third one's going to be? I'm thinking it could be. Jurassic World Lost Kingdom in that third place for biggest movies of the year. Yes. Yes. Out of everything so far. This, I think the this summer year, is, I think is between be... Jura- Jurassic World and Avengers. Yeah. And then, sorry, what was, the, what was the other one you said? Uh, the other one, Black Panther. I think that's going to be... Right. Black, Black Panther and, uh, and, and Avengers I mean, will go for that top I think spot. Incredibles, I, think I think Incredibles 2 is going to be huge. Yeah. 
That could be in top three, actually. I'm definitely seeing I mean, that that's easily be, top five. That's easily be top fucking five. gigantic. Uh, what else? I mean, so I don't think Solo. I was at Disney I Disneyland yesterday. I don't. I think Solo might scrape top five. I don't and think it's going to be that huge. Do we have an Avatar movie coming out? Is that not this that's year? Next year, they've okay. been pushed back to uh, 27. I can't keep track. Right, uh, yeah. Aquaman comes out in December. I'll that's tell you what, though. I was at Disneyland uh, yesterday. I, I, I took a day off and I went with my my brother and and his husband. Lovely. Um, it was a very nice day actually, and I I needed that yesterday because um, I had some bad news in the morning. So that was a perfect timing to be in Disneyland. And the amount of kids that I saw who were actually in Incredibles outfits. Um, was the most that I've seen in Disneyland for for quite a few years. So clearly, that really younger end of the demographic are really on board with with Incredibles this summer. So I think that is going to be the one that's going to see a lot of repeat viewings um, from from families. And obviously, when a family goes, you're looking at two, three, four, five tickets. Um, I think that is what's going to really help. Aside from the fact that it does look really bloody good. So all right uh, with avengers very briefly um a lot of talk I've, I've been avoiding spoiler stuff this week but obviously there's a lot of talk of cameos that are going to appear in, a, in avengers infinity war um i i haven't read any of those but is there anybody that you would like to see or you think could pop up in infinity war oh i, I i'm not playing this game yeah I don't you don't want to play that game no okay cool i don't care we get who we get okay well, you're very easy to please sorry uh yeah that's no, cool F. Gary Gray, directing, yeah. directing Mask. Yes. What, what is Mask? I have no fucking idea. Did you not watch the cartoon in the 80s? What, are you shitting me? No. Mobile, what is it? Mobile something strike command? Uh, uh, mobile ass. <laughs> you have no No, it's not that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Mask I, stands for. I don't, um, I don't know what this movie is. I don't care. <laughs> you? <laughs> uh, no, I do. I loved, I loved Mask, the cartoon. Uh, are, are you happy with F. Gary Gray as a, yeah, as a hire? Yeah, why not? Why not? F. Gary Gray should be doing less Fast and Furious style tentpole stuff, and he should be making more straight out, straight out of Compton's. I know, I, I think that's fair, but I, I just, I would really like to see. I, I, I really enjoyed Mask as a kid, and I hope they do something really, really good with it. But also this week, in other eighties cartoons, this being one, this movies, one, I may go see. Okay, I was a bit, I was big on this as a kid. I love the original. I, I know it's. Terrible, but yeah. I loved it. If you haven't seen the original, Masters of Let's the say Universe. What we're talking about, yeah. yeah. Uh, Going to be directed by the Knee Brothers. How many people have even heard of the Knee Brothers? I had never. I have. I've, See, that's the uh, difference. Okay. See, I've seen Band of Robbers. I wonder how many people reading the announcement yesterday have actually seen Band of Robbers. I haven't. It wasn't bad. Uh, I liked it. It's like um, about like a young Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, mm-hmm. except they're robbers. Yeah. Uh, when I saw that news this week, I thought it was a very interesting choice. They are not; they wouldn't have come to mind first for me. Mm. But I kind of like what's where Sony's at right here. You know, again, like Warner Brothers with Kathy Ann giving two young guys a shot uh, based on a very small indie. Yeah, I, I dig it. He Man, He Man. I loved He Man as a kid. Who, should, who, who should play He Man? Good. Good point. I Cena. Yes, he'd be good. He has the he has the physical sort of yeah, stature. You put him and in a goofy blonde wig. Also, if you see him standing up, he kind of stands like he's like an action hero figure from the eighties, right. where his arms and his legs are quite wide. Um, yeah, yeah, I would totally be on for John but Cena. There was that. an announcement this week, by the way, about like Kyle Newichek directing something called Ice Cold Heat for Lionsgate. 
I know nothing about that. I'd heard Cena was going to do that. I don't know if that's legit or not. That's a rumor, but uh, yeah. I like an, that's like an '80s style action movie. I think Ice, yeah. great, great title, Ice Cold Heat. No, no, I think Anyways. it's good. Uh, Sounds like I, something I, you'd find in the Isle of CVS. I think Cena would make a cool He Man. Yeah. I think he, he his Channing stock, Tatum. It's a little beneath him. I don't know that he needs. He Man beneath Channing Tatum. Yeah, I don't know that he needs a He Man movie. Cena, Cena's. I could see him fitting that part. I'm, I'd be on board for Cena. And then they can have else? Uh, they can have Battle Cat voiced by Kevin Hart. Of course, I think we need some Kevin who can Hart play, voice. Who can play Orko? He man, <laughs> he man, he man. I'm a cat. <laughs> I used to run, dude. I, I get your fat ass off my back. <laughs> I used to have a He Man underwear, and I used to run around the house with a, sword, a fake sword. Really. Screaming He-Man. Yeah, I, uh, that is true. I was literally talking about He-Man uh, when I saw the news yesterday with, with my brother. And I, when I spoke to Dolph Lundgren a number of years ago, he still has the He-Man Masters of the Universe outfit at his house here in L.A. Amazing. Yeah. Um, true story. <laughs> Careful you don't fall over the names I'm dropping. Speaking of people who won't be playing He-Man, okay. Vin Diesel is one yeah. of them. He would not make a good He-Man. He instead is going to return for Triple X4 directed by DJ Caruso. Oh, thank God for that. I uh, was worried you wouldn't get you, another you, ksks, ksks movie. Have you watched? <laughs> have, have you watched these movies? Have you uh, seen all three I, of these? Uh, I haven't seen all three. I watched the first one, which I actually really enjoyed. The second one I thought was terrible, and the third one I thought life's too short. Yeah, um, this is definitely well, it's a, a one and done fun. franchise for me. I yeah. do not care about Triple X Four. Although, fun fact, all. I was in a diner last Saturday that was actually used in Triple X. Hmm. Fun fact. The only way I'll care about a triple X movie is like when I'm trying to get casting news and it's like some big Asian star who no one's heard of but has like a massive following. I'll be trying to get that. That's cool. Believe me. Clickbait. Uh, but no, I mean I, I I mean I'm not averse to another one. Um but this this is why you're we, not gonna see it. No, I mean I'm I don't mind it existing, obviously. But I mean I, I you know, that this is I, I if I had nothing better to do and the third one was on and I was like, okay, fine, I've got nothing better to do, I'm going to watch it, I would watch it. I'm not, like, not going to watch these movies. But I, it, 4 is not what I'm looking to, to run out and do. But this is we were talking last week about Fast and Furious um, and whether or not um, the franchise would, if Vin Diesel stepped back because the you know the disputes with, with The Rock and, and whatever. Um, I think that this could, if they do decide to move forward to Fast and Furious and then Vin does take a backseat, I think this is the kind of project that he would actually want to explore to continue to build up his own franchise that he can own the face of and then step back from the other one that he has a production involvement with, potentially for a film or two. Huh. Maybe, I'm just saying. Let's talk about your big scoop. Okay. Uh, lovely. Uh, yeah, so I did a piece on Forbes this week. In case you don't know, Labyrinth is is uh, back in movie theatres for three days, end of this month and early next month. Um, if you want to go and, and buy your tickets, you can do at Fathom Events. And if you want to go and dress up as your favourite character from Labyrinth, you're allowed to do this for these screenings. Uh, so I had a, a, a chat with Brian Henson, and obviously we know he is the uh, he, he's basically running uh, with his sister Lisa, uh, running the, the Henson Company these days, and they're, they've done this movie for 4K restoration for the theatres. But obviously we talked about the um, the sequel that has been going around for a long time and whether it was going to be a sequel or a reboot. So we started talking about that and he confirmed that it is going to be a sequel. Um, they are working on it. It's not close to being in pre-production yet, uh, but they certainly are, are pushing ahead with that and they have a lot of ideas. Then 
He dropped the bombshell that another labyrinth project they're working on is turning the original movie into a stage show. Uh, either for Broadway or London's West End. Again, this is in the pipeline. We don't have a date for when this would actually happen. Um, But it is going to be inspired by the original movie. Also in the interview with Forbes, he said that somewhere, in a vault somewhere, is the original demos and original passes on all the music that David did for the movie. David Bowie. David Bowie. Come into the labyrinth, cobbler Bob. Um, and basically, it'd be quite fun to see if there's anything that didn't make the movie that they might actually then use if they work with the Bowie estate and they then decide to, to include some of that in the show. But I, re- I there are not a lot of movies. There are a lot of movies that get turned into musicals and sometimes I'm like, that's a bit of a stretch. But Labyrinth, visually and musically, labyrinth. makes a massive sense. And again, that could be a really impressive production if you used sort of, you know, the puppetry and physical sets and all this stuff. And if you, you know, integrate sort of all sorts of, you know, VR kind of stuff. I think that would be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Would you, would you not? <laughs> are you not excited by a Labyrinth musical? I don't musical? go see plays. And I'm not you cultured. Should do. You should. You I see like one play a year, and this year it was Hamilton, so I can't afford another play for five that is, years. That is true. <laughs> Those those tickets are about no, nine I've, million dollars. I've never each. seen The Lion King. I've never. I'm not seeing Labyrinth. Akuna Matata, motherfucker. Is that in it? No, it's not. Akuna Matata is in it, it but not, not with stage not with the Samuel L. Jackson version. I would All see right. that though. You got to plug but your yeah, fucking so Broadway. It's, it's, All right. That that story got picked up everywhere. That's, uh, it was everywhere. a big story this week. Um, and I've got some good Karate Kid stuff dropping uh, in the next couple of days as well because that is also going back into movie theatres next week for one night only uh, to time <laughs> with uh, give it a weekend. with Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. I'm fucking pumped for that. So I, uh, I talked to Daniel LaRusso and Johnny. Sweep the leg. So that's coming up on Forbes in the next couple of days. Cool. Hi. Stay tuned to Forbes. Uh, <laughs> Can you tune to a website? Carrie Elwes and Jake Busey joining the cast of Stranger Things. Mm. Carrie Elwes is going to be playing the mayor? Yep. I'm sure he's not corrupt at all. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't look at all, don't I'm sure he? he's completely innocent and doesn't know about the strange thing that's going you on wish. in the town. Yeah. Uh, the Gremlins movie is going to be a reboot. Who would have thought they'd be rebooting Gremlins? I mean, I thought they'd bring back Zach Gilligan and fucking this, Galligan. And... This Gremlins movie <laughs> has on. been going around for Come so on. long. When these rumors started or the story started, I had hair. Chris, That's how long Chris Columbus is directing this, this right? On. I mean, yeah. is, he, is, he, is he talking as a producer? On, I think he's directing this, it. This is like... I know that a lot of the original guys are not involved. I believe there was obviously some sort of Spielberg involvement. I'm glad, I'm glad he finally put the Goonies stuff to rest, at least. He was just like, guys, that's Goonies not going to happen. Never. We don't uh, need another Goonies Gr- Gremlin, Gremlins could certainly happen. I hope that they do puppets instead of CGI. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, good luck to Chris Columbus. <laughs> I didn't realize that he directed uh, Mrs. Doubtfire as mm-hmm. well. It's Home Alone. They have my Michelle Williams joined yeah. Julianne Moore in After the Wedding. I never saw the original. I think that they gender flipped this one. Oh, I didn't. See uh, fucking Lorne Michaels moved his company from Paramount. It had been at Paramount for like 30 years over mm-hmm. to Universal. I don't know why he wasn't there to begin with, considering the NBC Universal of it all yeah. and SNL. So his first uh, movie is going to be called Baby Nurse with Colin Jost and Leslie Jones. I don't know what that's about either. It sounds like a maybe 
Colin Jost plays some kind of young professional with a baby, and Leslie Jones has to like come take care of it, which is I can see the humor in that. I think that they're great on SNL. I think that that running gag where Leslie is in love with Colin, I, yeah. I find that very funny. I love Colin Jost. Um, Weekend Update is my favorite part of SNL, usually. Yeah. Uh, did you see the title of Spike Lee's movie? I didn't. Black. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that last week, and I was kicking myself because I was ready to go on a fucking. Because you, I saw your tweets about the, the fact that there's the case How and which ones are big and which ones are small. is this title? What? I mean, everyone who pronounces it, right? Who says it, mm. is going to say Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. I literally like, did that in a piece that I did for Reuters last week. Who wants to write out the KKK? Who wants to combine the words? Right, add a K in the middle of it. It's just like, what stupid marketing executive came up with this idea? Or was it Spike's idea? Why do they need to emphasize the KKK when Klansman is in the title? Yeah. It's not like that other K, that last word is K something else. Uh, I just, it just seems so stupid. Got in the can. Yeah. Or c- c- can, I think, calling and it. I'm excited for it. I think it could be a return to form for him. I think it's going to be his biggest movie since Inside Man, which was like, you know, 12 years ago or some shit like that. That was the first time I interviewed Spike Lee. Really? Mm. I love Spike Lee. Don't get me wrong. And even the movies that I, I don't see, like, I, I, I understand where there's value. Um, and I'm glad that he gets to make some movies that he wants to, to make. Old Boy was, was bad. This is his return Old to, Boy was to really studio bad. filmmaking. Yeah. It's a great story. A really good cast that he has. Adam Driver, Topher Grace, uh, John David Washington, who's Denzel's son, who's on Ballers. So I'm pumped for that one. I just think the title is really silly looking. Um... Mindhunter got some directors this week. Mm-hmm. David Fincher doing the first and last one. He's going to be joined by Andrew Dominic for two episodes. Yeah. Uh, so good on, you know, with the, the fucking Jesse James movie. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then Carl Franklin is going to be directing the rest. And that's very interesting. You okay. know Carl Franklin's work? Uh, yes, almost. You know, one one false move, Devil in a Blue Dress. Um, one se- false move, I was a big fan of. Yeah, the set the second se- uh, season of Mindhunter, which is so good. If you haven't seen it, uh, rest on Netflix very right now. Um, it's going to be about the Atlanta child murders, so it's a predominantly you know uh, black victims, and I, I think the idea of Carl Franklin going inside that community, yeah, um, is, is just a, a really inspired idea. Um, and then lastly, we'll, we'll close the show, uh, speaking of Netflix. Yes. And the, and, the, and the movie theaters thing. Simon, why don't you introduce that? So segment? there's obviously, you know, there's a lot of talk around uh, Netflix by the fact that people love it because they can watch the movies at home and is, you know, they make movies, but are they good for the big screen or, or are they better on the small screen? Are they good enough to go into movie theaters? Uh, there is talk around at the moment that Netflix is actually considering buying its own movie theaters. Uh, initially, this would be in Los Angeles and New York, obviously major markets. Um Exactly what they would have in mind uh, hasn't been disclosed yet, or exactly how serious that is. Uh, there's talk that there would be small movie theatres within these buildings where you would be able to hire it with friends and do your own movie parties and stuff like that. Right. There would also be a or lot of discussion. You can watch anything that's on you Netflix. You can watch anything that's on Netflix, which mm-hmm. would be quite fun. The thing is, also then, it's like, well, if Bright comes out, you can then watch Bright in movie theatres. Obviously, the amount of movies that Netflix, it's going to be very difficult to financially make that sustainable as a model. Um, because if you have one or two weeks, because 
you've got to try and sustain that. If people can watch it at home, why should they want to then go and do that? You have to have work at some sort of financial structure where if you're a Netflix subscriber, do you then get reduced price tickets or what do you do? Or why would you pay an extra $15 to watch on the big screen? That would be a very interesting topic. But also then, would they then additionally use like a lot of the, the movie theatres here in LA? They would show older movies that are available on Netflix. How would you run that? Would you run that as seasons? Would you run that as one-offs? How would you work that? But I think as a, as repertory movie theatres and showing their own stuff would be very good. It would then be very interesting to see if other studios want to get on board with these, kind of replacing effectively the uh, the $1 movie theatres that we used to see here in the US. Still a few of those are around, but where you can see stuff that is end of run, where they've gone through the AMCs and they've gone through the Regals, uh, and then they decide, actually, we want to see if we can squeeze a little bit more money out of it before it goes to Netflix or another streaming platform. And charge everybody like a dollar or two dollars to go and see it within these movie theatres. They probably won't be massive movie theatres. They'll be smaller levels of seating, one would assume. Um, But I think it's certainly an interesting model. It also then solves the problem of Netflix movies going in for awards that haven't had a theatrical release. Because effectively then you will have within a major market... So that means that it does improve the chances of Netflix then when it comes to award season for getting nominations and potential wins. Right. And Netflix uh, currently has a deal with iPick theaters. Does, yeah. But they only have, you know, a few movies each year that, that go day and date in theaters. And they're high end. So they're a little bit more on the on the spend scale when you but go to an iPick. Netflix has so many movies and, and programs and stuff like that. that I mean, there's barely enough dates for yep. them to drop on Netflix, which typically releases new content on Tuesdays and Fridays, mm. right? Um, Great for people like documentary filmmakers, though. Yeah. No, exactly. It's really good. It, they'll be able to qualify so much more stuff. Um, because that's an area that I'm moving into and looking at distribution models for um, uh, for, for documentaries and docs, stuff. It's yeah. very difficult to get them into movie theaters. Right. Very difficult. So... Uh, I, I think this would be a brilliant move on Netflix's part. They're basically being told, you know, your your films need to play in theaters, yeah. you know, to get into. In this case, it would, it's the Cannes Film Festival, and it's really, you know, they just want to, them to play in, in French theaters. Mm. Um, but oh god, I, I just I think this would be so smart. So they were kicking the tires with on Landmark. They were, yeah. Uh, although that was a while ago, and apparently Landmark was too expensive for them. Yep. Um, although they just bought spent three hundred million dollars on a billboard company, which is you know as as outdated a, a mode of marketing as as it gets. But they're going to absolutely blanket the town, and not only will they surround the town with ads, it means no ads for anybody else. Yeah. You know, they'll have to sort of erect more billboards. Um, and LA is certainly drowning in billboards. You know, the sky. I was going to say there are certain ruined. markets where that really works, but other markets it right. certainly does New York and LA, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, so Netflix buying its own theater, because you never know when the Academy is also going to come down on Netflix and be like, you know, yeah. we need these movies to start playing wide in theaters, etc. Um, I just think it's, it's a, it's a, it would be a very shrewd move by Netflix. I think I think it's a great idea. It'll then be really interesting to see what sort of partnerships they they and we're seeing quite a few of these in the industry right now. Well, movie Pass is part of movie everybody. Movie Pass and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I, just the other day I got a, a thing from Spotify to say uh, now if I'm a Spotify Premium member, I can have three months free Hulu, and then it's like three dollars a month rather than paying nine dollars a month, nine or ten dollars a month for Hulu. And I'm like, okay, that's great. So when you start to see these partnerships, you start to see more overlap and more sort of the industry working together um, and giving even better value you to customers and i think if you're a customer that's what is the overriding factor is that you want to get the best value you possibly can and people do love to see movies on the big screen 
Yes. But you've got to make good movies that people then want to, and it's got to be the right price. So, if anything, it's a good market move for Netflix, and I think it'll also force them to up their game in quality as well. Because the number of movies, as you're saying, is going to be is going to be good. They're not going to be short of those waves, but quality has to be there for people to put their money down. Yeah, we'll see if anything uh, comes of this. Um, all right, I think that'll do it for the show. Is there is. anything else on your mind? Uh, I don't think so. I've got a bunch of scoops that I'm sitting on. I'm just waiting for a new home for them. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers hoping they don't break right now. So we'll see. Interesting. And I'll be back next week with the CinemaCon Report. Yes. Simon, I think that'll do it for Meet the Movie Press. Where can the good folks find uh, you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at showbizsimon. And Jeff, in the meantime, where can people find you? At the Insnider on Twitter. And you can also email me at theinsnider at gmail.com. I accept any and all job offers. Uh, thank you for listening to the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Tell your mama. And tell your friends. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Write it on bathroom stalls. Some people think we're Have quite good. Have a great 420 weekends. Yes. Stay safe out there, folks. Woohoo! From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.